0: retro pulse episode number six super mario kart for the super nintendo And welcome to Retro Pulse episode number six. Recording this one on May 5th, 2018, Cinco de Mayo. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Lloyd Hannison, and joining me, Stephen Munn. Stephen, how the heck are you, my friend? Hi, I'm Daisy. You you are? Okay, Daisy, Daisy, welcome for joining (laughs) us. How's it going, dear? Hi, I'm Stephen. Dear, dearie, Daisy, dear. (laughs) Awesome. This is uh, this is a really good good track actually. It's called uh, Super Mario Kart Funky Mario Circuit Radio edit by the One Ups over from OC Remix. So uh, I, I'm loving it. I, we were talking before starting the show, um, there, there is not a lot of remixes for Mario Kart music, which is surprising because yeah. the game is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's got some incredible music that uh, carries on throughout the series. We'll talk some more about the music later. Um, but I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, a, a Mario Kart game is not the same without certain songs being involved. And, and I loved hearing jazzy, you know, live band recorded, real versions, like real instrument versions of a lot of these songs when uh, when Mario Kart 8 came out on the Wii U
0: definitely no I, I agree with you fully fully that way so let's get into housekeeping then we'll get into our game of the show first I want to say a huge thank you to our executive producer Matthew Lohmeyer uh, thanks for your support and thanks for support for all the patrons this podcast exists because of our patrons out there so if you are a patron a, a patron of ours over on patreon.com slash TV you're going to get this show immediately after recording Um, well not immediately, but. Within within a few hours of recording, uh, we call it right away, right away. Uh, if you are not a patron, you're going to get this show on the Nintendo Pulse feed, but it's going to come out about a week later. So if you want to get all this stuff early, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month over at Patreon slash res TV. All the music used in this episode is over, over from OCRemix.org. Remix uh, Check them out. Uh, just an amazing website filled with amazing creative people uh, that are doing uh, just great things, bringing, um, I don't know classic game music and new game music, but a lot of the classic game music and 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 I don't know, bringing it to audiences um, newer audiences with uh, tracks that are a little bit easier to digest for some people. So yeah. uh, a really good thing over at uh, OCRemix.org uh, You can check out what we do here on the Res TV Network because this podcast is part of the Res TV Network over at rezd.tv R-E-Z-D.TV We have a whole crap load of shows um, covering pretty much everything geek. Uh, so if you like TV TV, if you like music, if you like, uh, if you like movies, if you like, um you name it ducktails uh video games uh, all that stuff is over at TV. and we do have a discord if you want to join our discord channel you can do that over at slash discord you can chat retro games current games nintendo games and all of the other stuff on our discord chat server all right steven um so uh how about you you think back where were you in september of 1992 and were you in front of a an old crt tv um with the amazing pixelated um cart action of super mario kart
1: yeah i would have been like what 16 years old at that point
0: (laughs) i don't even know how old i was it was
1: uh it it was it was amazing super mario kart was amazing when it came out there was there really wasn't anything else like it that i had seen the game looked and sounded great it was so much fun to play Mm -hmm. um and it's amazing to go back to it now and try and play it and the series has been so refined over the years this is this may be the hardest Mario Kart game just to control right. um but it's like it's still such a good game It's still so much fun to play and to listen to and um just it, it's a great experience um I remember playing it on like a little must have been like a thirteen or fourteen inch t v um with little you know like radio buttons for the different channels <laughs> sure. and there were like 13 of them or we'd go down to 13
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh yeah just you just slide the little rf slider on the back and play your super NES over the rf right. rf switch rf modulator whatever it was called and uh change it to channel three and off you go um mm-hmm. man that was that was a it was it was a good time it was a really good time.
0: It it, it was a very good time. Um, I I picked up Super Mario Kart shortly after release, um, probably. The, the weekend that it came out uh, because I was so hyped for this, having seen it um, advertised in Nintendo Power. Um, and um, I was I was a big racing game fan. But uh, when you think back to racing games in in 1992 and before, you have a car in the middle of the screen and you have like wavy roads that kind of just go like this. And, and that was racing. Um, and it was fun. Night driver by Atari. <laughs> it, totally. Like there's so many games that are like that Enduro racer on 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 Atari pole position and, pole position and, and all that stuff and and then we got super mario kart and when you you figure out or you find out how it came to be where it was basically just a it was a tech demo um because f-zero works so well and they're like well let's try it with other things and they put just some random random character in a in a vehicle driving around and they're like hey let's change this to mario and hey let's change this to carts. and next thing you know uh, like one of the one of the best memories playing games with friends of my of my youth um came from kind of an accident or just playing around in in nintendo so it's uh it's pretty pretty darn amazing
1: yeah yeah it's a it's a and it's become such a such a hit for nintendo over the years it's like they've they've made nine of these now right there's yep. nine mario kart games yep. now if you count uh eight and uh uh eight deluxe as separate games exactly um, or you game. Count the arcade games. There's two arcade games. There's a mobile game coming this year. So exactly. It's, you know,
0: yeah, it's it's, it's it's giant. You can buy physical carts uh, that you're remote controlled and they have cart tracks that have remote control carts on it and things like that. It's it's become it's become a really really big series for Nintendo. Um, this uh, originally came out on the Super Nintendo. Um, it's also available on the Wii Virtual Console. Wii U Virtual Console, new 3DS Virtual Console, and it's also available on the the super Nintendo classic edition, which is right there. Um, so that's probably where a lot of people are playing. This game is on their super NES classic edition mini. Um, this was developed by Nintendo EAD and it was published by Nintendo. So let's, uh, let's cover a, a little bit about the game and then maybe we'll get into kind of what, what our thoughts on the game were, even though we've already covered that. So, um, this obviously was the first game in the Mario Kart series, um, but it really kind of introduced um, us and the world to kart racing. Um, after this game came out, there was um, Crash Team Racing, there was Sonic Racing, there was Happy Happy, uh, ha- or sorry, Hello Kitty Racing. There was um, Konami much- had a racer too. Konami right? had a racer, Konami
1: Crazy Racers, or something like that.
0: Like every every company said oh crap we got to do this too and they came out with their own um cart racer Uh, and the reason why they did that is because um racing games were They're a little hardcore and they're a little tough to get into for a lot of people because um, when Gran Turismo came out, you had to know what calipers are and camber and and CCs. And it's like, I just I want to I want to hit go and I want to drive around a track and I want to smash. And then you have a game like Super Mario Kart, which is as simple as you can get. But it was also one of the one of the best racers that came out on the Super Nintendo um, just from a polish standpoint and from all the other stuff that they added into it
1: yeah absolutely it was um it was groundbreaking what if they had any idea what kind of a kind of a thing they had on their hands before it came out
0: i don't think so i think it's just nintendo continuing to put out amazing games um that are polished and and not like jaggy at all none of the corners they've all been rounded and sanded down and painted into a nice lacquer and nintendo does that with their games and and They come out well they didn't do that on the Wii U and look at how well that that worked out for them all the games that were that that were good have already been ported to the switch um, with some other ones coming and all the other ones are probably just gonna be forgotten for time because Nintendo wasn't putting out really good software on the Wii U um, Mm. for except for a handful of their games. But um, there wasn't a lot there. All their all their Super Nintendo stuff and their Nintendo stuff like they were they were good games for the time. Maybe not looking back um, from now, um, but back when they first came out, they were uh, pretty, pretty darn fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they are definitely ahead of the curve. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some more about it. So this game has eight drivers, um, Mario and Luigi, uh, Peach and Yoshi, Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr., which is the only time Donkey Kong Jr. has been in a Mario Kart, except maybe he'll be on the uh, mobile game. That would be kind of funny. Uh, and Toad and Koopa Troopa. So I'm saying them out in pairs, and there's a reason for it. So w- why, why am I saying them in pairs, Steven?
1: Because there are four balance levels in the game for these, uh, drivers in later games, they would separate the drivers from the carts. But in this one, it's all about the the driver because the carts are all the same. So Mario and Luigi are balanced the same as they're considered just kind of all rounders. And, uh, peach and Yoshi have faster acceleration with a lower top speed, uh, Bowser and Donkey Kong jr. They have the highest top speed, but a very slow acceleration. um, and then Toad and Koopa Troopa, they have good traction. That's how they're described in the uh, in the in the manual. So I, I imagine that they have the best traction rating, and everything else is kind of a little bit lower. There's a wiki with, with um, I think it's the Mario. It's a wiki that's all about Mario stuff that has like a detailed breakdown, like a color chart that maps out exactly <laughs> you know the is. ratings for each of the of the drivers for each of these stats, but the descriptions I gave came right from the
0: manual. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, did you have a favorite character back in the day? Did, who who were you using in uh, Mario Kart for super Nintendo?
1: Um, I think I played a lot as toad, mm. uh, but donkey Kong jr was definitely a favorite because I loved that top speed. And when I got to the point where I'd been playing it for a long time, I could go around the corners as him without losing too much of that speed. Right. Uh, but that's really the, that's really the rub with him. If you can't, keep that speed up you're you're spending a lot of time accelerating again um i mentioned in here about speed runs you see a lot of the speed runs for this game uh are done with donkey kong jr he's just because he's just the fastest and bowser is supposed to be balanced the same people seem to prefer donkey kong jr anyway
0: right definitely yeah it's uh it's really interesting i was um i was more of a yoshi guy i i use yoshi most of the time um with toad kind of sprinkled in there and then mario um it, it all depends who i was playing um because this game had split screen multiplayer uh it also had battle mode um and the, it depends who i was playing like some of my friends are really good so i'd use a faster character because i'd want to get high acceleration to get out in front of them because i i then rely on hopefully um getting good items and be able to block their their shells um, but if I was playing some other people, I'd use like Bowser or Donkey Kong Jr. just so I can knock them off the course and mm-hmm. and uh, and and squish them if they were small and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it really depended. But I think I was mostly if I if you tracked every single time I played this game, it the one I used the most was probably Yoshi. Yeah
1: all right the another difference between the drivers uh is how the cpu behaves when driving as them the type of little ai call it ai it's not it's very simplistic you're right um the when mario and luigi are being controlled by the cpu they just try to physically get in front of you and block you uh mm-hmm. peach and yoshi peach will throw poison mushrooms at you yoshi will throw eggs right and there's like no limit they can do this <laughs> this is just an ability that they have they don't have to actually pick up an item to do it right um Bowser will uh, throw fireballs, Donkey Kong Jr. throws banana peels, mm-hmm. uh, Toad drops poison shrooms, and uh, Koopa Troopa will drop shells.
0: Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Those are green shells, yeah. That 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 was the one thing that really annoyed me with this game early on. It's like, well, how can they get unlimited weapons and they can attack me from behind and there's yeah. nothing I can do about it? Because um, you'd hear the little like, and it'd be like, yep. DK's behind me and he's throwing a banana peel in front of me. Yeah. Of course he is. Um that was really annoying to me. Um and this this game is really like the first appearance of like a really big like rubber banding cheating AI in racing <laughs> games. Because you could you could use um tricks to jump halfway across the map in some of these levels, um using some of the special um the, the special items, and characters would catch up to you within a half a half a course. And that is how the game was designed. They didn't want the game to to, to be able to have someone that was really good um, playing um, against someone really bad and have that really good person like lap them multiple times um, so they had a rubber banding cheating AI um, and they also have the items done in such a way where the further you are behind the first place the better items you get to give you a better chance um, of catching up so yep. Nintendo really designed this in a way for a whole family to be able to play with someone that is really good and someone that maybe isn't very good um, to be able to kind of compete at the same level but then they also use that and they gave it to the CPU as well and then made the rubber banding, cheating AI. Um, So you, you really are never finishing that far in front of anybody else, which is, it's good for the adrenaline and it's good for the like photo finish type stuff. But man, did that suck sometimes where you get in front of everybody and then you get hit with a couple items and now you're in fifth place. And it's like, how was that fair? Um, So I, I I remember throwing a lot of controllers uh, back in the day at being passed just before the end at like 200 CC or whatever. <laughs> uh, and it's like, damn it, or 150cc, uh, rather. Uh, and it's like, ah, oh, you son of a, of a, saying all sorts of bad words um back in my basement as a kid.
1: Yeah. This right. is also notable that you when you think about it, it's because since Super Mario Kart was the first one, of course, there were no retro cups. Those mm-hmm. were debuted in the DS, That's Mario right. Kart DS. And uh going back to Super Mario Kart and seeing that there were only three cups. At the beginning, you eventually yeah. unlock a fourth one, but there were only three cups to play. Yeah. Uh I mean that's that's small. And then there's more tracks, you know, there's like five tracks in each one instead of the exactly. later four. So it ends up being about the same number of tracks, but it's like it's it's just so strange. It feels so sparse mm-hmm. compared to like modern Mario
0: Kart yeah so the 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 cups that you have are mushroom cups, star cup, flower cup, and special cup. They each have five tracks, like you said, Steven, instead of four um and they all have five laps as well, which um is interesting so all uh, even the the bigger levels all, they're all around the same size, i guess but right. um there there's no difference to that so you know how many how many laps you're going to do in every single level and uh you have to adjust accordingly uh realizing if you're going to win or not uh, based on how far back you are on on lap three or four it's like okay there's no way i'm going to be able to uh to beat them um which was uh which was interesting um yeah. so um Besides the tracks um, we've already talked about some of the items Uh, this this game is a whole pile of items and this is where uh, this is where the game was really fun uh, when I was a kid Um, you basically drive over the track and there's coins on the track and then there's also little question mark blocks and if you drive over a question mark block you get an item um, and then you can use it to attack your fellow racers so uh, the items are uh, green shell. Red Shell, Banana Peel, Feather, um, Mushroom, Star, which is Invincibility, of course, and the Lightning Bolt, which... Um will then shrink everybody else but you. So that's like the first mass uh, destruction weapon that, that appeared in the game and um, was a lot of fun to play with as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I I said there's coins. Um, So this is the first, the first game had coins in it. And then that didn't come back until recently where you can collect up to 10 coins and each coin that you collect uh, gives you a bit of a speed boost. So um, the slower characters, Um, can match the top speed of the faster characters by having 10 coins and that other character having zero coins. Um, So it was a a neat way to kind of reward, um, reward good good driving because you'd have to go down the perfect lines to get all these coins Um, every time you hit an obstacle or get hit you lose those coins every time Lakitu comes and fishes you out of a of the drink or the the abyss if you're playing on the the haunted house or star road um, they take some of the coins away Um, so it's a constant battle to collect coins and try to maintain them um, to keep your top speed up so that you can beat your friends Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah, the um, they they give you some at the beginning mm-hmm. when you first start out.
0: Based on uh, where, based on where you start in the game, it it gives you a different number of coins. Um, yep. so if you're be a little
1: bit more towards the back,
0: yeah, if you're in first or second place, you get two, and then all the way to seventh and eighth, you get five. So you're a little bit faster when you're um at the back of the pack, um, to kind of help you catch up. Just continues Nintendo wanting everybody to be on kind of the even playing field when they're playing this game. Hmm.
1: It's uh, it's it's interesting. And I was excited to see coins making a return because they'd been gone for a few games. I don't I, I don't. When did they um get rid of them? Because I'm pretty sure they were in the GBA one as well, weren't they? I
0: think they were in GBA. Um, I don't remember them in double dash or 64. They weren't in 64 at all, were they? Wow, just, I
1: barely played that game. I don't know. Just, I
0: believe you just said items in 64. So, yeah, they they really didn't come back again until, I guess, the Wii U version, right, mm-hmm. had coins and then the, the DX version of that release. So they, they disappeared for quite some time um, and then they added them back most recently.
1: Yeah they're neat I like them and then the, you can also use them in the new games to unlock stuff
0: yeah like different things like you you bump into a character when uh, you are on the track if you have a coin you're fine if you don't have a coin you spin out so later in the game when you're playing against a friend you can look at their coin level and if they only have a couple or none it's like okay I'm gonna smack into them I'll lose a coin but then they're gonna spin out uh, or you pull in front of them so they hit you and stuff like that so they, they become a little bit of a strategy not any sort of crazy strategy it's not like it's not super deep um by any stretch of the imagination. but it was uh it was a nice a nice addition and caused you to make some decisions am i going to take this this corner really really tight or am i going to go a little bit wider to pick the three coins that are sitting there so that my top speed goes up to the max um you had to make a lot of decisions when you're playing the game that way
1: yep there's one last item that is a battle mode only item in this game but later in later mario kart games it would it would join the uh, racing as well. That's right. And that's the ghost, which is just a little boo. Um, so you use that item and it makes you invisible to the other player. Uh, and it also steals the item that the other driver you're playing against in battle mode has. Right. Um, in later games, since you could use them in the races, like in Mario Kart eight, I think they have it. Yeah. Eight mm-hmm. deluxe has it. I know mm-hmm. um, it will take a ran an item from apparently a random other driver. Right. I don't know what the, how it decides which one or whatever. Right. Um, and it kind of makes you translucent. So you kind of, I think you just become sort of become invisible for a little while, invincible for a little while rather than invisible.
0: Right. Correct. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was really interesting. Um, we'll get right into battle mode. Battle mode was really where I spent most of the time. Like I can remember full Saturdays spent with me and my buddies in the basement playing battle mode against each other. Um, there was only like what four tracks. Um, but it, there was something compelling about sitting there and battling each other. Um, so in battle mode, each player has three balloons and you basically have to pop, uh, the three balloons to win and um, I spent so much time playing this and I was super stoked to see the the original battle mode come back uh, on the Switch version of Mario Kart uh, Deluxe because it it was missing forever and then it came back in such a weird way on the Wii U and it was nice to see like true battle mode come back on the Nintendo Switch um, because that was by far my favorite way to play Mario Kart and like when I was like fooling around with game design and, and game development, I was making a little kart battler, which was only battle mode. That's all I wanted. I didn't want racing. I just wanted to have a battle mode and stuff like that. I, I loved that um, that gameplay so much. So it's really cool to see that come back in in later versions of uh, Mario Kart.
1: Yep. And did we, did we talk about exactly how battle mode plays out in this?
0: Yeah, the three balloons, you pop them and, and, yeah. and that's that's it. So um, yeah, battle mode and racing are, are the two modes. Um, there's different sp- speeds. So 50cc, 100cc, and 150cc. Um, you can do time trial or against other people um and that's uh that's pretty much pretty much it um the the game controls with uh there's power sliding so you could you could hop there's no reverse button so if you get caught in a corner you're kind of like hopping and turning to to get out of the corner which was really kind of weird but power sliding was um was amazing you could find out um how 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 much better you are of a a racer if you start power sliding around all the corners like i i remember hating it at first because i didn't want to do it and then it's like Wow, my, my track my race time is going down like crazy. I gotta start doing this for every corner. And I basically taught myself to uh, power slide. Um and then power slide was abused in later versions of the uh game on like the, the DS with like all the all the snaking and stuff like that. So yeah. it became again the bane of my existence, even though with the later versions it's uh it's a lot better.
1: Yeah, they've tuned it up quite a bit. Eight deluxe has uh has it pretty much perfect now and you get a whole different tier of sparks, pink ones
0: that's right yeah um so the other thing that this game has which is really weird which i totally forgot about until reading it in the notes you put in was the live system where you 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 basically don't um you don't finish in the top four you lose a life and i'm like really that's a thing and yeah sure enough it is i totally forgot about that so instead of just getting a game over or or uh getting less points or whatever you would lose a life which is just i don't know crazy i i don't understand why that was a thing but um Nintendo was very much about coins and lives and and question mark blocks and all those found their way into Mario Kart. So I guess that's not super surprising.
1: Yeah, I think it was just a situation where games had lives back then. You know, that was how a Mario game worked. You had a certain number of lives and... Then you had a game over when you ran out of them and it didn't occur to them to say, well, why not just let everybody finish the GP mm-hmm. and finish the Grand Prix and finish the cup and then just give them a point scale at the end. And then, you know, you, you, they know, they know if they won, they know if they lose, they know if they lost or <laughs> by how much, you know, right. you don't have to disrupt everybody else's uh, experience by having them lose lives. So that's right. Definitely, um, you know, one of those things that you look at it now and like you said, you forget you forget about that, and I, I, I had no idea. Even after playing it for a while, I had no idea there was a live system because I just completely overlooked it until I was reading it in the manual. No, totally. And then I went back and I looked, and I said, "Yeah, there's little, this little cart icon there showing how many lives you have."
0: Yep. Yeah, it's it's one of those things so, where I, I totally forgot about it, and it, and it's basically because the only thing I remember about Mario Kart is playing Battle Mode because that's what we spent mm-hmm. most of our time doing. Um, yeah. Once we, we unlocked 150 CC and played through all the courses and got to know them, um, most of the time was played in battle cart or battle mode um, playing Mario Kart, which was uh, just so much, so much fun. Yep.
1: there's a way to earn extra lives. If you rank in the same spot three times in a row, you get an extra life. So that might actually keep you alive if you manage to do.
0: Uh, if you're in fourth a bunch of times. <laughs> yep. Very, very, very. Give bizarre. you another shot. Very bizarre. So um, yeah, I, I think that's it for kind of the the design of the game. Uh, do you want to talk about our experiences a little bit? Like what, what do you remember most playing um, playing, I don't know, Mario Kart, playing battle mode, playing Grand Prix, playing all that stuff.
1: It, it's um, just, I did a lot of the racing, a lot of the GP racing right. and uh, I play, I remember playing some battle mode, but mm-hmm. I think I was mostly about the racing with my brother and uh, just a lot of tearing around that track. And, I remember doing time trials and trying to beat the ghosts and things like that. Um just all kinds of all kinds of crazy crazy hours upon hours yeah. spent just racing around these tracks. Um <clears throat> when I got Mario Kart DS and like I said before they have the retro cups in there. Mm-hmm. Every time they would have an original Super Mario Kart cup that had been kind of dressed up and it had the original music but redone nicely. I was just absolutely crazy for it i would right. play those over and over again it's like oh i love the mario circuit music i just this is this is my jam here cheap yep. cheap beach oh my god koopa beach that's great
0: like all yeah. like just such such great memories driving through all that yeah. stuff i can remember uh playing with my buddies and we were trying to perfect the um The shortcut in the ghost house where you could um, if you had a feather, you could jump basically halfway across the map because you'd go off to the to that little pier and then jump over. And I remember driving around the track with my buddies um, playing two player um, and just keep going over the items to try to get these uh, feathers just so we could perfect that shortcut so that when we were playing our other friends, we could just destroy them. And it never it didn't happen enough where it was like a a, a true (laughs) technique that you could really use like you couldn't you couldn't guarantee that it was going to be a thing right um but it was still it was still just fantastic playing uh playing that game with my buddies and and just knowing each and every like nook and cranny of the of the tracks driving outside uh all of the um the driving areas just to kind of check out all the other areas figuring out where lack would come uh in in all the the levels and things like that um just so many so many great great times playing this game
1: yeah Yeah, it's a it's a it's just one of those things you you just can't you can't top those experiences that just they're always going to the nostalgia is very heavy.
0: It it is (laughs) definitely. Um, And it's also a game that is really hard to go back to. Um, Yes. Showing this off to my my kids, um, they they dug it. I mean, my my son and my daughter, uh, they 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 appreciate old games um but they also say this is boring can we play the the switch version now uh, because it is it's way more bombastic and and big oh, yeah. and, and bright and all that stuff right um but there there's something to be said if you played this as a kid it it ranks right up there with your maybe your favorite mario karts if you played it a lot on the super nintendo there was just so much fun and and like we said there this is the first kart racer and it spawned a whole um sub genre of racing games with the the kart racer racer and the battler Uh, like we said every every major uh, manufacturer of consoles or publisher of games wanted to have their own kart racer because this thing was just selling like gangbusters
1: yep Yeah, um, so it's, I still prefer it to most of the Mario Karts that came after it. I like it better than Super Circuit. I like it better than Mario, uh, Mario Kart 64. Um, I think starting with the yeah. Mario Kart DS, they got better. I don't really like Mario Kart Wii, but all of the other ones, I think, um, are – are they, they top – they're more playable today. They're more playable than Super Mario Kart is. Uh, but still, I mean, Super Mario Kart, just such a great game. Those ghost houses, the – that one spot in the ghost house where when you're coming around the corner, you always hit that same block. And then on the <laughs> next lap you fall off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know
1: exactly where I'm talking I about.
0: Totally know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Every uh-huh. time I fly right off that hole, I I, I don't ever learn. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. And everything is so flat because all the tracks are just a big sprite that's being like rotated right. uh, around you. Yeah. And you're like fixed this fixed sprite in place. And it's like, just seeing how flat everything is, it was is amazing. And I think when Mario Kart Eight came out on the Wii U, seeing those tracks remade as this 3D thing, like Mario Circuit, where one end of it just lifts up and it's suspended off in the air, and that's an anti-gravity part. And you're like, this is that's this is that same track. Oh my god, but so much more yep. dimensional. It's so much more real. Totally. And then you go back and it's like, oh, these are the walls in the middle of the track this walled in area in the middle of the track and in Mario circuit and super Mario Kart, And it's actually flat. I should be able to drive over it, but I can't
0: exactly. And and it was, it was really funny. Like they, they wanted to add a little bit of verticality in the super Nintendo version by having those little, those little bumps, which just made your Sprite kind of jump up a little tiny bit. (laughs) Just like, why do you include those? Those don't even make any sense. Um, Yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, uh, from f- For a franchise, uh, worldwide total sales numbers for Mario Kart as a franchise, 132 million units sold um, for every game. Half
1: of that has to be Mario Kart Wii.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart Wii sold 37 million, so it's pretty pretty big. Okay, it's not half. Um, but Super Mario Kart <laughs> on the Super Nintendo um, for both J- Japan and U.S. and, and U.K., million total with uh, almost 4 million of that being in Japan, which is crazy. And then they added to this number, another 5.2 million uh, from the super NES classic. So um, that That does count. uh, It it (laughs) does count. It does count from number standpoint. Uh, So yeah, I mean 14 million total for super Mario Kart because of the super NES classic, but really 8.8 million essentially um, for, for that game. So it's a pretty darn big seller. Um, Mario Kart 64 sold more, um, a million, um, pretty much a million more units, and then it was kind of downhill from there until the DS came out, that sold 23 million, and the Wii, which sold 37 million, and then 3DS sold 17 million, and then Mario Kart 8 sold 8.4 on the uh, Wii U and 9.2 so far on the Switch. So, uh, this game isn't the top seller, but it's not the less, it's not the bottom seller either, and it sparked. Uh, the industry uh, or the the genre and uh, the franchise to sell 132 million copies. So this has been a really good decision from Nintendo to take a tech demo cart uh, racer with some dude in overalls and say, "Hey, that looks like Mario. Let's put Mario into this game." And the next thing you know, you have a, a new genre is born. Just uh, amazing when you uh, think back to how the industry was created, like way back in the day. So many things were just tech demos and 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 designers just fooling around, which became these million sellers just mm. unbelievable yeah
1: yeah so it's amazing
0: all right cool let's uh, let's jump into a little bit of trivia i got a couple and then you can talk about it um so uh this is pretty interesting so according to nintendo from a developer interview donkey kong jr was added only because it's the 10th anniversary of Donkey Kong Jr. And yeah. because his shirt was easy to design. So they were looking for another character and they didn't want to work too hard on the sprites. Because how the game worked is uh, it's not a 3D object rotating around. It's it's a sprite with um, full on like behind it, uh, turned left a little bit, turned left a lot, turned right a little bit, turned right a lot. Um, and they're like, well, this will take the least amount of time to design. So they put Donkey Kong Jr. into it, which is just such a very like six, eight and 16 bit reason for things to exist in a video game.
1: Peach's dress was too hard to animate.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's what it was. (laughs) That's what it was. Um, there's uh, a huge pile of differences between the Japanese and the American version. Um, in, in Japan, uh, you can unlock the special cup right after starting the game by hitting L R L R L L R R A on the time trial menu and you'd get a little boo sound. Um, but you can't do that in North America. Um, the uh in, in Japan the background, so in in the North American version, when the game is the intro. It's kind of like a yellowish background and there's like clouds and, and mushrooms. Well, in Japan, it says Mario and peach, um, which is, they call it an I, I gasa or love, love umbrella thing. Um, so huh. I guess it's like Mario plus peach, uh, which is pretty interesting. They took that out in the North American version and in the Japanese version, um, both peach and Bowser like to get drunk, um, which they took out <laughs> of the North American version. Cause when, yeah. when you one is them, um, uh, they would drink the champagne bottle instead of just throwing it in the air um so um Bowser would would drink it and Peach would drink it and then get a red face basically showing that she was drunk which is pretty funny uh so Peach throws it in the air and Bowser just holds it in the North American version so uh, definitely some uh, very uh very interesting differences from Japan to uh North America wow well, that's yeah it's definitely interesting um, one thing, uh, that was, um, not from North America or not from Japan, um, but in the, in the, uh, instruction manual, uh, it actually encourages screen looking, which is the worst, dat most dastardly thing that you could do when you're playing Mario Kart is to look at the other person's screen. Uh, but the, uh, the manual says always keep an eye on your opponent's screen. And it's like, no, don't keep an eye on my screen. Look at your own screen. And, uh, this was like the start of creating cardboard, cutouts um so that the first the first nintendo labo was mario kart and it was made even more so in uh the n64 with both goldeneye and and mario 64 where you'd basically want to you'd want to separate uh both halves of the screen and one person would sit on the floor and look on the bottom screen and another person would sit on the couch and look on the top part of the screen uh, because uh screen looking is evil don't do it kids
1: (laughs) Screen <laughs> winners don't uh, don't look at screens.
0: Yes, winners winners don't screen look. Uh, yes. Any anything else that you wanna you wanna add?
1: Uh, I got the trivia items that are on here. There were pieces of it that we touched on already, but uh, we'll run through it again. I think uh, Mario Kart came from efforts to make a multiplayer racing game to follow the single player F Zero. When Nintendo developed the tech for that, they decided to turn it into a new thing instead, which eventually had the Mario brand attached to it. Uh, we talked about the tracks being a giant sprite with Mode Seven tricks, scaling and rotation. Yep, uh, And it, it uses a custom chip called DSP-1 in the cartridge to manage those 3D effects. Um, and a number of later <laughs> Super NES games would have that as well. I think that became the most popular coprocessor installed into a Super
0: NES cartridge. Right. And it, it just shows kind of the, the world that developers are living in. So not only did you have to learn the system you're developing for, uh, there was a various number of... Uh, a, a Additional chips that you could put on the circuit board in your cartridge to to do different things. Um that stuff doesn't exist anymore with uh with video games. What whatever the system ships with is the system. And uh and that's it. So that was kind of interesting.
1: No more RAM modules anymore. Now you gotta buy a PlayStation Pro. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um let's see. Yeah. The split screen? Oh yeah. Split Split screen thing here. Yeah. Why don't you read that off?
1: Yeah, the split screen that runs even in single-player mode is one of the innovations that came out of this, uh, the the attempt to make a a multiplayer uh, system. Normally, it shows a map of the track with all the drivers overlaid so you can see where they are when you're doing single-player. When a CPU driver is about to throw an item at you, it changes to a rear-view mirror automatically. Mm -hmm. So you'll be driving along, and then you see the rear-view mirror for a few seconds, and you know they're about to throw something at you. And then you you see a Yoshi egg go overhead, and then it appears in front of you and you go around the Yoshi egg. Um, so it gives you a little bit of a warning and then it switches back. But at any time you can press the select button on the controller to switch to and from the rear view mirror between that and the map. And that was something that I always forgot about as a kid that I had the ability to do the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I did do it, I'd get super confused because just like in a rearview mirror, everything would be reversed. (laughs) So I'd put on the rearview mirror and then I'd start making a turn and then I'd be fishtailing back and forth because I wouldn't remember what was going on. I'd get all confused. That's right. So I would invariably end up going back to the map.
0: That's right. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally, I totally forgot about that. The fact that you could switch the rearview mirror as well. So it's amazing, amazing, all the stuff. Memory is a, is a wonderful thing and also a very terrible thing when you think back uh, at these old video games. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's
1: good that I took some time to, you know, that we took some time to replay <laughs> this on our Super NES class. Is that how you played it, Super NES class? Yeah,
0: yeah. I have the cartridge, but I don't break out my Retron too often anymore. So um, Super NES Classic is the the way that I play it the most often.
1: Be interesting to see what Super Mario Kart looks like with some of that uh, uh, image smoothing on the Retron Five. One of the filters to uh, kind of smooth it out. Yeah. And see if it looks better or worse or. Always Mm, worse. Always worse. Always (laughs) worse. (laughs) I find some games I like to use the filtering on, but a a lot of other ones, no. I just like the nice razor. I like pixel edges so sharp that they cut my eyeballs while I'm playing. Uh, Yeah. I'm the same
0: way. I'm the same way. Awesome. Uh, Anything else to add before we uh, close this one up?
1: Uh, no, we, we briefly, I guess we can mention that uh, the music Koji Kondo, of course, shows up on every Nintendo soundtrack of that era. But Soyo Oka, she did a lot of Super NES soundtracks, and mm-hmm. she did the she did the soundtrack, I think, to uh, SimCity 2000, or it, wasn't 2000, it was not 2000 SimCity for right. Super NES as well, which is one of the launch titles, and That's then so has good. like just that stringy kind of. Uh, You know, the kettle drums and Mm -hmm. things like that, the things that slap bass and stuff, all the things that you got used to hearing on the Super NES. And she really pioneered that stuff and made some incredibly memorable tunes that are still carried on today in the new games
0: definitely all right cool well um we started off uh like i said with super mario karts um funky mario circuit radio edit by the one-ups and we're gonna end off with uh, rainbow rain by veil vale. i'm gonna put that one on right now just because it's really nice and calming and stuff rainbow road is definitely not nice and calming when you play no, it. it's not but the music itself was uh very calming so uh that's gonna about do it for us for uh this episode six of the retro pulse um miss skip just said yes we're all dressed as horses with big dumb hats that's interesting uh interesting
1: (laughs) it's looking for context
0: kentucky 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 derby themed birthday party that's So bizarre. Thanks for sharing, Miss Kip, because now I'm (laughs) I'm very I'm very confused and also very intrigued at the same time. (laughs) So this is, uh, as I said, episode six of Super of uh, the Retro Pulse covering Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. And this is kind of the last of the uh, we're going to pick the games ourselves uh, episodes that we're doing. I I think uh, we're going to throw up a um, a. I guess something up on our Patreon where you can pick which game that we do next. Um, but if you want to uh, recommend a game that we should cover, uh, head on over to our discord over at res.tv slash discord. And you can basically just uh, sign up there, join in chat with us. And in the retro pulse uh, channel, you can let us know which game you'd like to see us cover. Um, Cause there's a lot of games that we um, played and loved. Um, but there's also maybe a lot of games that we played a little bit and maybe would like to get back into and learn more about them so we'll, we'll leave it up to our listeners uh, somewhat as to what games we cover in the future as well so uh, as I said this is a Patreon supported show so thanks over thanks go to our patrons over at patreon.com slash TV we couldn't do this without your support Steven thanks for joining me man
1: hey you know good to be here I always love to talk about Super Mario Kart and yeah. pretty much any other old game with you know eyeball cutting Pixels,
0: yeah, sharp, sharp pixels, like you said,
1: sharp, razor sharp. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody, take it easy. That's going to do it for episode six of Retro Pulse. We'll talk to you here next time on Res TV. Have a great rest of your day, night, weekend, daytime. Because it's a podcast, you can listen to it anytime. Thanks. <laughs> Later. Talk. Take it easy, everybody.